Dan Dowdy, the host of the Built for the Trades podcast, where we help men and women out there in the trades grow through leadership development. And today, we also are interviewing an amazing guest, J.P. Kahalen, and he is with XOI Technologies. And uh, they're all, I mean, this app is amazing for technicians out in the field, not only able to capture what they're doing, coaching the technicians and also collaborating with the technicians. So JP, welcome to the show. Hey Dan, thank you so much for having me. Excited to be here and talk about what's going on. Good deal. Well, before we do, I wanted to talk directly with the audience about the podcast. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to this podcast and also share it with somebody else you know in the trades. Um, it would mean a lot to us. Our goal is to grow this podcast organically. And we do that through not only interviewing amazing guests and, and adding value through uh, different applications like today, but also interviewing people that have been in the trades, growing their own businesses. Uh, but we, you know, our focus is to do that organically. I think I said that twice, didn't I, JP? But it's all good. Hey, We're good. Hammer home, the, hammer home the point, man. Yeah, hammer home the point. So let's rock, man. I, I want to get to know you better and, and I want the audience to to get to know you better. So kind of take us back and tell us your journey to where you're at today. Yeah, of course, man. So, uh, you know, I, I grew up in a, in a small town in Florida and my dad worked at a paper plate factory his entire life or his entire career. Uh, so, uh, worked his way up, ended up obviously running the plant, which was super cool to kind of see his progression in that world and understand it more. As I got older, I spent my summers, you know, again, I had a lot of air conditioning down there. I spent my summer sweeping floors, loading rail cars with, you know, they got these paper presses pumping out paper plates and oh. they needed people to do a little bit of the grunt work. Right. So I'm there. I spent my summers doing that, uh, interacted with a lot of the paper presses, but this is heavy machinery. This is, it's doing a lot of things. And I was a younger guy. So it just kind of, kind of didn't get a lot into that, but it was more so just being around the environment and understanding what's going on and the people that are using their hands and really making everything go. Uh, so then departed from that, um, you know, went into spending my summers working on construction sites for a couple of local construction companies, doing that during the summers between college. And then I found myself kind of into, went from Florida into Nashville, Tennessee, where I worked for a construction manufacturing company uh, as a project manager. Did a lot of kind of, you know, project management in the Southeast focusing on kind of modular building systems in particular, which this company was really ahead of its time. You know, you're seeing a lot of people focusing more towards kind of manufactured buildings to reduce waste, reduce cost, which this company was doing it for a very long time beforehand. So spent some years doing that. That's where I hooked up with our CEO, Aaron Salo. And Aaron, I'm sure you know Aaron. He's kind of one of those forward-thinking guys. Yeah. And he's like, hey, I'm going to go out and start something. This is what I want to do. Uh, and, you know, our kind of backgrounds and our, our view on life and view on the trades and the people that make this country go is very similar. And so I uh, hooked up with Aaron after leaving that construction company. And uh, shoot, I just crossed over nine years with XOI and plan to be there for as long as I can, as long as they'll have me. Awesome. Yeah, man. I, you know, one of our core values here at Built for the Trades is to always progress and to see companies and visionaries like Aaron start something like this that is filling a need, you know, that allows you to, which we're going to talk more about this in a few minutes, but collaborate with your technicians in the field, actually coach your technicians, saving you from having to get in the truck, 
and leave your office and drive an hour across town to go just coach them from the, you know, like we normally do, right? That's pretty That's normal. Right. It's like, oh, let's go put the fire out or let's go coach the technician. And uh, so I am looking forward to diving into this. But before we do, I got to I got to rewind a little bit because you said you grew up in South Florida with no air conditioning in this plant. So oh, I was in, in the plant. Uh, yeah, in the plant. <laughs> in the plant. This plant had very limited air conditioning. Obviously, they were perfectly set up. There were probably three or four different pay doors. I'm thinking back to the years, and then right along a railroad. So like this plant had zero AC. I mean, middle of summer in Florida, you can imagine, and. And you're just out there grinding away and everybody's just working as hard as they can, which was, I think, where I, you know, as you grow up as a kid and that's all you see and that's all you know. It was awesome, man. Wouldn't have changed a thing. That's good. Yeah. So so learning a good hard work ethic you were taught at an early age, it sounds like. 100%. Yes, sir. Which is really valuable. Well, before we start talking about XOI, let's let the audience get to know you a little better. Like we're, you know. Where do you live? And tell us about some yeah. of your, fam- your family and some of your hobbies. Of course, man. So I uh, currently live in Chicago, Illinois. I say that because, uh, you know, for been here for about six years. Uh, before that, I was in Nashville, Tennessee for about eight. And then obviously down in Florida before that. Uh, just me and my wife and two dogs up here in Chicago. So, But I have my, you know, my family, my sisters and brothers are scattered all over the country. So I got one that lives out off the coast of Washington. My brother's out there. Got one in Bozeman, Montana. Got one still down in Florida. Um, Things that my wife and I love to do kind of fall in line with where they are located, which is great. So we love being outdoors, a lot of fitness and, you know, being active with the outdoors. So I just got back from a trip in Montana doing a bunch of hikes up there, which is something that we absolutely love to do. So you know, our, you know, you think about our world and it's like, Hey, what are your hobbies? Anytime, man, I can go get in a little bit of an adrenaline rush, a little bit of a sweat on. That's what I'm looking to do. And so, uh, yeah, it's, uh, thankfully to my family who has ventured out into remote parts of the world, it, it kind of fills the soul when we get to go do those things on a regular basis. I, I, okay, we got to talk about that for a minute. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I literally was just uh, facilitating the Built for the Trades mastermind group yesterday. And one of the guys in the group asked the rest of the group, how do you recharge? You know, and yeah. everybody had great advice, but I have four young kids. Okay. And some of the advice of the people who had no kids was like, oh, we just go on vacation to recharge. Well, then I realized when I go on vacation, I need a vacation <laughs> from my vacation, right? Um, so it, it re- really what it boiled down to is I feel most recharged when I can get away from my cell phone and turn it off mm-hmm. or go somewhere that doesn't have any cell phone signal. You know, yeah. I feel like that is what's pulling at our time so much and saying, hey, look at me. And everything on that cell phone, for the most part, is not what's important in life. Mm-hmm. And so hearing you talk about fill in the soul makes me think about that. Yeah. So uh, I can totally relate with you. And that, that's, um, that's really neat. I do enjoy things outdoors as well. So nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely something that, uh, you know, we just got done hiking what's called lava Lake. It's between Bozeman, Montana and big sky, Montana. And nice. you get there, you have zero cell signal, just like you're talking about about 2.8 to the lake. You sit down, carry a summit beer with you and you crack it open with the people you're with and just stare at what God created, man. It's pretty awesome. That's really cool. And y'all see any, any good wildlife while you're out? 
Uh, did not see it live, but I will tell you on my sister's security camera, about 20 minutes after I popped her dog out and came back in, a nice little brown bear went walking by. Looked at it looked like it was about 200, 250 pounds. And I was like, glad I got in before that came out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a little scary. That's yeah, a little scary. bit, a little bit. You know, being from Texas, it's uh, bears aren't really uh, things that we see. We see a lot of hogs and deer, but no bears. <laughs> and being from Florida, it's alligators. And I was totally cool with something that looks prehistoric, but you get me out to a bear and I'm like, I'll be mindful. I'll turn around. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it's funny in Florida, too, how, like, every time I go to Florida, I'm like, you know, everybody who's not from Florida, and especially a state that has no alligators, we're, like, excited to see an alligator. But mm -hmm. we can't, I can't fathom how somebody would actually get in the water and swim in areas where they know there's alligators or sharks. And I think y'all do all the above, right? I mean, everybody has somebody from Florida that they know is a little weird. And I think that's all of us, to be honest <laughs> with you. I look back at the things I used to do and I used to go trudging through, you know, just swamp infested waters. And I keep thinking to myself, Hey, I'd never do it today. And then I'm looking at my parents. I'm like, guys, like, what, are we, what are we doing here? So no, man, it's uh, it just comes with the territory. Kind of like being in Texas, man. It's what you're familiar with and what you become yeah. accustomed to. So it's yeah. not a, not a fear to us, but it's a, you know, it's a fear to others. Well, let's let's dive into XOI yeah. Technologies, and um, and the first thing I want to just let the audience know that that this does integrate with CRMs and the trades, things like mm -hmm. like programs like Service Titan, right? You can yes, integrate this <laughs> in because yeah. I think a lot of people out there listening probably are using Service Titan mm -hmm. um, or something like that in their business already, um, and and so they're probably already thinking that. So don't turn it yeah. off. Like, don't turn it off. This is actually a great addition <laughs> to what you're doing. No, that's exactly right, man. And, and it's kind of funny because, you know, those things are, are fantastic. Service type is a great one. We integrate with about, yeah, I think, about 40 different platforms now. Okay. And so people always say, they're like, oh, do, do you compete with Service Titan or, you know, name the other one? The answer is no. And the answer is, you know, we feel that, that that does a tremendous job of getting technicians to places and getting information to the customer. But as we'll talk about, I'm sure, there's kind of a gap in how they interact with that technology when they're on site. And that is where XOI gets inserted. And so it is a tool that is an extension of that platform, but also supercharges it with kind of ease and efficiency and kind of a mobile application style. That's really cool. So let's dive in. Um, as I was doing some research, preparing for the show, I, I always look for core values in a business. And I had discovered that y'all have great core values here in business, which really is, is really, it's really cool. The first one says we put ourselves in our technician or in, in technicians work boots. Explain to the audience more about that core value and how y'all are doing that to be more relatable to the technician. Yeah. yeah, 100%. So, you know, when you think about kind of the founding team of XOI, it's, it's kind of myself, a guy named Aaron Salo, who has, you know, our CEO and a guy named Anthony Blanco. We all came from a construction and manufacturing background, not specifically the trades, mm -hmm. but where we were putting on boots and working every day. And what we noticed in kind of our own businesses is there are plenty of softwares that are built by people that know how to build software. And they do a great job on front end things and back end things. Mm -hmm. But then they're asking the field person to be out there and using that tool, but they don't understand that experience. 
And so one of the things I am commonly saying to our contractors and people I get to sit and sit down and talk with, I say, guys, we build for that technician. And that's what put your tech in that, you know, put yourself in the work boots because I got to build this tool for the tech. I'm not building this for management. I'm not doing any of that because if I give the technician a fantastic tool that is easy to use and drives value with every single action that is being asked of them, I'm going to get an amazing experience for them which is going to give the office and the contractor themselves what they need and also provide a great customer experience and customer experience. Yeah. So that's why our focus is there because, and I'm not saying, and it's no knocking anybody else. I think some of the, sometimes the technician and the field person is forgotten in software and we want to make sure that doesn't happen. And so that's why integrating with these platforms that do amazing things that we couldn't do and don't want to do allows us to create and fill that gap that is the experience for the tech. That's really good. Cool. Well, I, I think it's a, you know, there's so much we're going to talk about here, but that resonates with me because I am a technician by trade. And um, so I spent a lot of years in the field, out serving customers, out solving problems. And um, to have something like this back when I did it would have been really nice, right? You and me both, man. Um, I, I, I go I go back to the the Nextel days of the old radios beeping in. So yeah. uh, some of the guys listening, probably gals listening, probably have no idea what I'm talking about. And then some of the people listening are like, "Oh yeah, well, I'm back before there was even cell phones." You know, <laughs> it was quarter quarters in a payphone back then, right? That's what you did when you needed help. Dude, talk uh, about back in those days, you could really just unplug, you know, yeah. you could just be like, all right, I'm out to the job. They'd have to come to the customer's house to find you. <laughs> That's it, man. That's so funny. So y'all talk about like using XOI technologies. It will, you know, it, it says like on average, y'all have a 35% um, in, uh, increase in completed service requests. Mm -hmm. Take us through like, how do y'all do that? Yeah. Uh, when you think about how this works, it's been an evolution of the entirety of this product. Yeah. So Aaron's goal when he started XOI and kind of why, why I hitched my wagon to it was he wants to solve the skilled trades gap. That's a very big and audacious goal. Mm -hmm. How do we get there? The way that we see that on the XOI side is it's not about, and we do this, we uh, part of the part of the application is collaborate and we have a virtual mentor center staffed with ex technicians that are supporting our field technicians oh, like man. we that's that's part of what we offer it's part of what we do but that's not how we're going to solve the problem because me having to call somebody it's just a different mechanism of the entirety of what's gotten us here today so we have to think a little bit differently and so the way that we've achieved you know the, the 35 percent of what we're talking about is mm -hmm. the technology that we use in the application so when you take a picture of a data plate inside of our app we're actually leveraging optical character recognition the same technology that gets used in mobile banking allows you to deposit the bank check without going to the bank mm -hmm. but we're reading for make model and serial mm -hmm. and we're reading that in real time and what we're doing then is we're saying, okay, we got all this information and we've built algorithms that actually decode to get you manufacturing year as well. So we're doing all this real quick and then we're pushing to the technician inside of the app an in-app notification and we are throwing everything in the kitchen sink at this tech. They are getting every other time a technician in their organization has actually taken a picture of that data plate and the work associated to that in what we call a workflow. So think about it like a form style technology. 
Then we're giving them also the associated other completed work from their team in relation to that model. We're throwing service bulletins at them that are publicly available for the brands to support. And then we're also throwing the digital documentation that we have. We have over 250,000 PDFs in our coach component, our knowledge library. And so the tech takes a picture of that data plate and we push all that information to them. Now, the other thing that you can do as an organization is you can actually put your own knowledge-based documents in there and kind of build your own library that kind of feeds off that stuff. But that is one of the big reasons that we're seeing what we're seeing is because you think about a first-time fix rate, which directly correlates to obviously complete service call and being more efficient and effective and being able to do more. I need to make sure I'm getting you the right information. And if we can make sure that every time you take a picture of that, we're using technology to give it to you and not hoping you go to Google and put the right keywords in, in the right spot to find what you need. Now it's consistent and uniform and we're making sure it's accurate. So that's how we've kind of achieved this. And it just continues to grow and continues to evolve. And it's a never growing system that we're continuing continuing to add to. Wow. I'm glad I asked that question. Because you just gave me some good education on, on this. No, that is that is that is way cool. So when we're talking about trades, uh, what mm-hmm. specific trades do y'all serve? Yeah, we we focus on mechanical electrical plumbing, okay. where we're kind of doing everything I talked about there, and also uh, kitchen equipment. So we've seen a lot of kitchen equipment providers across, you know, not only here but also in the United Kingdom that are leveraging this tool and here's the beauty of kind of how we're focusing in the idea of making things easy on the tech, every technician. And I mean, I had to do this my previous life as well. Hates logging, make model and serial. They don't (laughs) make it easy to be able to write these things down. If you have handwriting like me, it's always going to be something that gets questioned or inaccurately put into a system on the back end. Yeah. So we're making that simple. And so when we started working with our kitchen equipment providers, they were like, Hey, I noticed you don't have a lot of, you know, rationale at Fagor. Can we help the system learn that? 100% we can. So we just, it's about frequency and the ability to see this. And we're building our own models that actually identify this. And so we're growing that on that side. So, you know, heavily on mechanical electrical plumbing, but also commercial kitchen equipment. But it can extend to anything where somebody's on an island looking for information and we can identify and feedback documentation. Okay. So another question about this, let's just go back to, I'm running Service Titan, right? And I also have XLY Technologies app. Yep. I go to, the, I go to a water heater and take a picture of the, of the model and serial number. Mm-hmm. Does that information just stay in the app or does that actually integrate over and upload into the customer information in Service Titan? Great question. Part of our integration, actually, with with Service Titan and a lot of the other you know, field service management platforms we integrate with, yeah. we actually have a write back feature. So you take that picture of that water heater or that furnace or that heat pump or whatever you want to take a picture of. We get that make model serial. And for the brands, I think we got about 11 brands. Yeah. We decode manufacturing year. We write those things back into Titan so the tech doesn't have to go back there and write it. Nice. Okay. Oh, yeah. So We're pushing that back in. When it pushes it back in, is is there? Well, I guess it pushes it back in. But I'm thinking, I'm just trying to think like a bit like a business owner out there in the trades. Um, one big opportunity for trades trades businesses, especially the service businesses, is mm-hmm. maintenance. Yeah. 
Yeah. So is there a way that it, you know, that we can take that information? This is probably a certain, this may be a service setting question. I'm sure there's a way we can take that information and make it a repetitive, like, Hey, Miss Jones's water heaters, you know, 20 years old. And then every few, you know, maybe once a year, set it up to where you can go back for reoccurring maintenance and stuff like that. So yeah, um, you're shaking your head. Yes. So I think we can do all that, right? We can do all those things. And on our side, one of the things that we do, so what I explained to you about the return of that information, it's yeah. part of the journeyman, journeyman platform. It's been patented by us and the whole thing. Yeah. Picture, return results. We also take that and actually feed it into the platform itself for kind of, let's call it back office use. Yeah. And we actually identify units that are over. We started at 10 years old, but it's a sliding scale. Yeah. We identify units that are 10 years old for end of life opportunities and replacements. We also identify when we haven't seen that serial number in X amount of days. So we can tell you if you're not running a consistent kind of PM on that or it's been missed or whatever it may be. And we also have, that's where we stockpile all the service bulletins that are active. Yeah. So you can actually go in there and search for a particular customer and say, oh, they have this make and model. There's six active bulletins. We should probably reach out to this customer, run a campaign and say, hey, here are the things that have been obviously identified on your particular piece of equipment. So yeah, and kind of, especially with Titan, with the campaigns that can be run, we're extracting this kind of, let's call it deeper level data that just supports the ability to kind of engage with your customers more in a more meaningful way to ensure you're there as you know a partner in home health and safety. All right. So here's the next question. Yeah. Let's talk about collaborating and coaching because yeah. this really gets me excited to to know what this, to learn what XLI does for this as well. Uh, the other day I, I got a text message from a client who's a, who's a plumbing service company. And mm-hmm. uh, he said, yeah, Hey Dan, I need to, I need to go ahead and move our coaching call we have coming up because I need to run to the field and I have a technician who's having a hard time finding a water leak under mm-hmm. slab water leak. I need to go out there and give him a hand. All right. So that's the old school mindset is we take off in the truck. We may miss an appointment. We have mm-hmm. drive an hour to go help a technician drive back. There's still some credibility to that. I believe hundred percent. I think leadership yep. being there is great, but tell us, tell us what XOI does to kind of help fill that gap. If that's you and you're listening to this and you're resonating with that, like, yeah, I'm always driving everywhere to help my technicians. Mm-hmm. What do y'all offer that can help solve that need without having to get in the truck and drive across town? Yeah. Yeah, so our my default answer to you and the easy the easy button in XOI is what we call collaborate. Think about it like FaceTime on steroids. So it's okay. not siloed to iOS. It goes iOS to Android, desktop to Android, desktop to iOS, no matter what it is. But yeah. here's the interesting piece about this. It allows for you and I to engage in a live call. You see what I'm showing you. Okay. You can actually pause my feed and draw on it like John Madden used to. And say, hey, are you seeing this? Are you seeing this? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can draw with my finger like an old, you remember Etch-a-Sketches back in the day? Yeah. I can draw and do that. And so you can see it and we can make sure we're good. And then we can erase that, get back to live. And then let's say I'm tracing back some wires. You can actually put your finger or your mouse over my feed and you can say, hey, 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 hang on. You see that? And I will actually see where you're pointing in real time. And I point, touch the screen and you can see if I'm pointing. So we're going back to terminals and I'm touching this one, you're touching this one. We know that we're different. And now I can see and I can say, oh, that's the one. So we have this opportunity to do this, but that's great and that's wonderful. Yeah. But in reality, I think in the way we view the world, you didn't do that in a lot of places, not with all the things that I talked about with kind of the 
the AI, more AI stuff. Mm -hmm. But I guarantee you that the problem that you would be helping me solve, you're going to help somebody else solve next week. Mm. And then the next week yeah. and then the next week. Yeah. So what we actually do is we have the ability to record these interactions and apply it to the picture of that make and that model. So now I'm creating self-serve diagnostics. So the big thing is to take it away from let's stop solving things by answering the phone yeah. and driving and being there. Let's record the interaction. Let XOI make it intelligent and push it back to your technician when they have the problem. Wow. That's the big thing of how we use collaborate. It's not just, yeah, I can use FaceTime and do it. You're right. You could. Yeah. But that is lost in the ether. We need to make it intelligent and make it an asset. I tell every group I work with big and small as I know it's going to be a change away from where you are, but right now, every time you answer the phone and solve a problem, and I get it, it's the quick fix and the guys out the door and all the things, you're not building an asset. Mm. We have a problem with getting people. That's not going to end soon. So we need to be smarter about how we can support the people that we have to make them as efficient as possible so we don't need as many people. Exactly. This is part of the way that we do it. The other thing that we do Talk about this kind of blurs the line on coach. So, you know, we talked about capture, coach, and collaborate. Capture mm -hmm. is kind of our workflow engine where you take the data plate picture, you can capture other things and what you do inside of our app. Think about it like a form style technology, easy UI for tech, they're scrolling through it, big words, easy buttons, all the things. Every <laughs> single step in a workflow has a little, has a little drop down arrow and it says instructions. And if you tap that, it expands it out. So for an example, for everybody listening, think about when you go to put in your credit card information and it says, hey, give me the security code. You got a little question, you hit it, notes pop open. It says, hey, it's these three digits or four digits. Same yeah. concept. A company with every one of their workflows, whether I'm walking you through a water heater, whether I'm doing an installation of this or this, you can actually embed photos, videos, PDFs, and 300 characters per step that actually explain what you guys are asking for and what you would like them to do. So now I am giving, especially a young technician, going through a process, they can actually lean on things that have been built by their team on this is how you do this a safe and accurate way. And so I may not even need to, A, go to the knowledge base or even call my team. I got the answers right there because this is the process and this is how we do it internally. Mm, that's good. Yeah. As you're sharing that, I'm thinking, you know, how do you eat it? How do you eat an elephant? Right. One bite at a time. It's the same thing in your business. Like, how do you write processes for your business or how do you build a training platform for your business? Okay. Well, with XOI, you do it one bite at a time. So you kind of take that overwhelming thought of I need to have all these things written so I can put it into the software and make it great. Not only do you already have a lot of things already there, but I can kind of say, hey, let me get the app. And let's just do it as we go. You know, mm -hmm. let's let's see everything that we do as an opportunity to add a new procedure into our platform. Yep. And it takes that whole overwhelmed feeling of, of doing that. And it narrows it down to just what's right in front of you, which in return is going to make your business a lot more valuable as well, because now anybody can run the play. That's it. And yeah. you're you're speaking from our playbook, man. We, we take a crawl, walk, run approach with this because. Yeah, it's, you know, there is a little bit of process change in here, right? It's like, hey, we used to do it this way. Or we did it like this. Well, now you can do an XOI. It feels very overwhelming. But it's like, no, listen, it's 
the same information, different way of getting it. I'm not asking you to go from driving a car to flying a plane. I just want you, let's drive a better car. That's it. And so you're exactly right. And we understand that. And that's years of kind of being in this business, being in these meetings, being in these trades and doing this. You got to go with the pace of the organization. You got to understand the technicians because at the end of the day, every technician I know, the most important thing is the end customer. Mm-hmm. And we got to You got to make sure that what you're asking them to do does not burden them to where it interrupts that. And so that's why we take the approach that we do. And we make the technology that we have in the field as simple and easy as we can. So let's talk about that. The, the end customer. Yeah. Are there benefits directly, you know, like I, when I'm thinking about the XOI app, are there things that the technician would capture in there that they would share directly with the customer or is that all funneled back through the CRM? Yeah. Yeah, so if you think about our world, right, um, everything, the, you know, Amazon has screwed everybody with what they've done. They've created everything as a now, 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 let me see it, let me track it kind of world, right? Yeah. And yeah. so inside of XOI, I talked about that capture piece that, you know, these workflows you can build. Again, think about them like forms. Yeah. We have two different deliverables that come that can be viewed off the platform. And they're both in hyperlinks. One of them is the entire view. It's meant for internal company consumption. So it's every question you would ask, every answer, every picture, every video, every note, all the things. Company sees that. There's a second view. It's called the public link. And so when you're building your workflow or your form, you can say what you want to be public and what not. It's a separate link. It goes back into, let's use Service Titan as an example. We push both links back into Titan. We take the customer link and we put it on the invoice. Mm-hmm. So now that link is on that traditional invoice they're getting today, but now they click on that link and they have all their, their customer steps, right? The things that were determined to be there already identified with photos, videos, answers, whatever it may be. And so the customer can actually click on these videos, whether you want it to be 15 mm-hmm. seconds or whether you want it to be five minutes, 20 minutes, doesn't matter. And they can see and hear directly from the tech. And they can actually have a better experience and understand it. So you think about the residential world. Yeah. A big thing about the residential world is, and I dude, I'm a smart man. Uh, my wife, my wife makes a lot of decisions and I, I, I realize that my <laughs> default answer, if somebody was ever coming to me, I'd be like, I got to talk it over with my wife made that mistake before. Let me talk it over with my wife. <laughs> it's an objection, right? Yeah. Now with this tool, Technicians can, A, share that video in real time, just like you would share a YouTube link, just that sole video, or B, they can guide them to that link and say, all right, well, when you guys sit back down together and you're looking at this and talking about this, there's going to be videos on your invoice. It's going to explain everything that we talked about, but you're going to be able to see it and understand exactly why as I walk through the parts. So now it's not just a lost in translation from one to the next. You're li- you have this living kind of media that allows everybody to understand it. And it has been a tremendous help in, let's call it, you know, close percentages on options, but also the follow-ups from inside sales teams on residential to be able to say, oh, yeah, here's this video again. Grab it and share it. Is this something that we need to follow up on our technician identify and take it from there? You just said videos on invoice. That sounds yep. pretty awesome. It is a <laughs> brave, brave new world, right? So, uh, yeah. So, so I guess Aaron was at a conference or CEO was at a conference and uh, there was a technician in the audience and the technician stood up and he's like, 
dude, you guys are like TikTok for HVAC and, and plumbing and electrical. <laughs> and I don't think Aaron's on TikTok, but he obviously knows what it is. He's like, yeah, yeah, maybe. But I mean, that's the beauty of this thing is, and I think this is another thing that I could talk about for, yeah, this would be a different, much longer show. This generation of people that's coming up yeah. is living in this social media world where we're consuming information on short clips of content. Mm-hmm. That's how the world is is being engaged. But the funny part is the technicians that are coming in the trades are also creating it. They're not just consuming it. They're mm-hmm. creating it in their daily life. So they're used to this. Yeah. And so now it's a it's a very simple, easy thing for them to do. Just explain what you do. Now the customers are getting it all that. So yeah, we have in these links, you can embed as much content as you like because it's all we're doing is dropping a link. We're not actually putting the files on there. Yeah. Which has been the big challenge for a lot of field service management platforms. So we drop this link on there and we are just part of that service Titan deliverable where there's this link that really supercharges the customer deliverable at that, at that point in time. Yeah. And it adds tremendous value. You know, if I'm comparing uh, this estimate to another estimate and I got a link with videos on it, it automatically elevates itself above the rest. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and I, 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 you said it, JP, so I'm going to talk about it. Generational <laughs> leadership, generational leadership. I think everybody's excited about the XOI technology. So let's just talk about generational leadership. Because uh, one thing I talk on quite a bit is, um, is the importance of technology when it comes to leading the next generation and not only leading, but attracting and retaining the next generation. And you had mentioned that, you know, a lot of these technicians are already putting out their own content. Mm-hmm. You know, they're showing the world their trade skill. They're proud of it, right? Yeah. And uh, and and so as a business, one of our biggest pain points is, yeah, man, I just can't find good help. And man, everybody just leaves to go to the next company. But yet we hear something like this and we say, ah, you know, that's kind of cool. But, you know, like that. that's uh, we're going to do things the way we've always done things. Paper. Mm-hmm and pen, you know what I mean? Like we're going to make it happen. We're going to do these old school invoices, but yet we're going to complain about not attracting the next generation. And so, um, yeah, I I mean, what we're talking about resonates because top talented people that are coming up in the trades want to have technology at their fingertips. You know why? Because it benefits them. It benefits their pocketbook being more efficient, more opportunities for sell, you know, sales, uh, when obviously you're adding that kind of value, serving your customer and adding that kind of value through technology like this. Plus, what are that, what else do they want, right? They want to be a part of something bigger than themselves and they want to have a good support system. Mm-hmm. And y'all are checking that box too with the coaching program and the collaboration. 100%. I think one of the biggest things that every technician I talk to wants, and, I, and I'm, I'm very lucky in my life, right? I get to get on a ton of planes and sit in a ton of rooms and I meet with leadership and I meet with techs and I still get to do ride-alongs, which again, for me, <laughs> fills the soul, right? Because I'm yeah. back out there and I'm like, all right, here we are. Every tech wants more education. Mm-hmm. Every tech wants to continue the craft. They want to get better. They want to learn more, which I think is something that I don't know if that exists in every other industry. And I think it's I think it's part of working with your hands and understanding that I can always get better. I can always do more. So it's definitely something that, you know, when you when you think about that, you see that world, you see what the tech wants. To your point, that's a company that people want to work for. Somebody who's turning around and investing back into them, whether that be direct OEM training opportunities or whether that be 
a tool that they get to use that makes them better. And those are the types of things, you know, I compare it, I compare it like this sometimes. And you're a football guy, you'll get this. And for those that are out there, I, I hope you do as well. You think about a D1 powerhouse school and then kind of a lower tier. What are the differences? The differences are the things that a, a kid would care about. They would care about what's the locker room situation look like? Yeah. What's the weight room look like? How are they treated on campus? All these simple things. It's the same thing in a technician's world when they're looking at contractors. Well, what kind of tools do I have? How nice is this? How is this? How is this? We got to give people what they need to be successful and what they feel is valuable. Training is one of them. I had a tech. I'll never forget it. It was very early on the XOI days. We were, this is, this is back when we ran pilots because we weren't kind of stamped in the industry, right? Yeah. And we had an older tech and we had a younger tech and then two more, but we kind of two in the middle. Older tech was creating all this content, his day in, day out stuff of what he was doing and why he was doing it and communicating it to the customer. Caught up with the younger tech, you know, four or five weeks in. I said, hey, man, you know, how's things are going? What do you, you, what do you think is awesome? What would you, you expect and what you didn't expect that's happening? He's yeah. like, dude, I go home and I watch all of What's-His-Name's videos just so I can get better. And I was like, wow. Wow. Okay. Like, you know, byproduct of what's happening. Didn't see that coming. And then we started to steer into that skid and say, there's so much knowledge in between the ears. And every time somebody leaves, a library burns down. How can we help build an asset with the day in, day out stuff? And it gets, I mean, you can probably hear the passion in my voice. It gets our team wow. super excited to say, we can attack this and we believe we can solve this problem. And we are. And it's just about making sure that we give a tool that drives value to both people that have that are creating content and those that have the ability and want to consume it. Wow. I got to process that. That's, that's really cool. I mean, it, technicians that want to take initiative, right. And yeah. you know, that's what we want. That's what everybody wants. Hey, Dan, you know, what's the top talented person that you want? I want somebody who takes initiative. Well, the reality is, is like you said, we have to have an opportunity of something that excites them that they want to take initiative on and thinking back to, you know, you said every time a great technician leaves, the library burns down. Well, in this case, that's not the case. You know, nope. all that stuff is stored and accessible. I'm even thinking for the service manager listening. I mean, how nice would it be to know you have training tomorrow and be able to plug into one of the video situations you dealt with this week and prop it up on the TV and that's your training for the week. And that's your it. whole team's getting that value out of that troubleshooting, that real life troubleshooting, like you're right there doing it. It's game film, man. It, it becomes game That's film it. for your technician. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's uh, where it can go. The things that happen on a service call, every single thing can be valuable. And it's a teachable moment. It's about allowing the text to capture it in a simple way and making sure that we're using technology to identify and surface it to the service managers and the training directors and the people that can say, all right, let's take this message and let's expand on this and let's talk about this and let's dive into this. That's good. You know, another thing I'm thinking about JP as well is um, we want our office team to be relatable to our technicians. Mm -hmm. Right. And a lot of times we do that through, well, not a lot of times, very minimal, but I do know some companies that actually will send out a customer service representative <laughs> on a ride along, right. Just mm -hmm. so they can be more relatable. And in this case, I'm thinking, Hey, this is game film too, that can help them be more relatable by sitting 
in the office and watching some real time action of what the technicians are, are dealing with. Yes, sir. 100%. It's one of the, and, and I didn't, you know, I was laughing because I, I didn't, again, a byproduct, right? Didn't mm-hmm. anticipate it, mm-hmm. but as the, as you know, whether it be dispatchers or customer care or whomever it is, they're watching these videos before it was just words on a page. Mm-hmm. And if you don't necessarily understand it, it's just words on a page. You're eventually going to continue to pick it up, but you may not know what that part looks like. You know how much it costs, but you don't know what it looks like. You know what it is. And now these teams are able to access it and see it and they start to understand it and they start to get this knowledge that would take going out in the field, which again, we have a problem in this industry with not enough people. So you don't have the time to have ride alongs for everybody and do all this. So there's this educational component happening for the end customer, for other techs and for the office staff of just exposing the information in a visual way Hmm. that again, I think, you know, I'm sure there is a a case study in a white paper that could be done and the evolution of it and how it hits on all things. And we do, and we have those things on it, but I'm talking about the learnings of, Oh, well, our dispatchers and stuff didn't understand that. I have heard of where it's helped with blocking out time because dispatchers may not have known, Oh, this is hard to get to, or oh, this is this, but when they can see it, they're like, Oh, they're not going to be able to do that in two hours. They need four. Because, <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you have the That's visibility good. to see it. So, yeah, it's simple stuff like that that, again, yeah, I'd love to sit here and tell you, yeah, we, we thought that was going to be the case. And we were just trying to build a great tool for tech. And now there's these other things that are happening. Nice. That's good stuff. So in, in starting to wrap up this episode, is there anything else that XOI Technologies app does that you want to share with the audience? Yeah. Yeah. There, I mean, there's a couple of things. I mean, I, I won't hit on all the things I think in keeping with the theme on what we're doing on kind of the tech, right? Yeah. One of the cool things I think that happens is we're taking these pictures of these data plates, right? I'm getting these make models, serials, and you know, I know a technician's in front of that. Yeah. One of the things we've been doing is creating a technician resume. So think about this world of where I've been running calls for you for the last, let's call it, let's go with three years. Yeah. Imagine you being able to say, hey, let's pull up what JP's been doing. And you have a breakdown on the manufacturers I've seen and the percentage and the particular models. Because in a year, I'm going to retire. And you're going to be able to say, if I'm a commercial guy, JP works on a lot of carrier weather makers and a lot of York predators. We need to fill this gap when he retires. Let's make sure that we have somebody that knows this system and understands it. It's knowing your blind spots. And there's a guy up in New York who is doing things, been using XOI for years, doing things in a completely different way. And him and I talked about this for about 45, 55 minutes, just on this topic of knowing your blind spots and understanding it. And that's, you know, if the point is, the point I'm trying to make is there's simple things and simple data that gets lost in the busyness of a service business. Things that if you understand, take a step back and say, okay, we're going to have a problem here. Let's go this way. Or think mm. about that, how that applies to dispatching. If I can impact dispatching by saying, hey, this system is a good GSX-13. Now, Dan works on this 30% of the time. Let's send Dan. We know we're going to knock this out. It's going to be a first-time fix. Like, comes back to game film, tendencies and trends. You think about why Peyton Manning and Tom Brady have been were so great, right? Mm-hmm. They, get, they studied. They got up to the line. Defense is in a zone. They knew they were in a zone. They checked to something else. Mm. It's about understanding what you run up against. So 
that's a big thing that we're doing is trying to expose and allow service businesses to better understand the frequency of events and the things that happen in their business to call an audible and make a change and say, you know what, let's do this a little bit differently. Or we thought this happened a lot. It doesn't happen as often. Let's change this up a little bit. These are all things people are digging into with XOI and kind of leaning into. Last thing I'd say is that make model and serial stuff that we get, we get that manufacturing year. Mm -hmm. It is allowing people to better communicate to their customers when they're running into kind of replacement opportunities and saying, hey, this thing's 15 years old. This thing generally fails here. Our system exposes that information just because we use technology to be able to do it to allow contractors to have true meaningful dialogue with their customers about the status of their equipment. And it's in a way that's relatable because you can relate it to a car at this point in time, you need to do this or you need to do this. Yeah. Same concept, but you're putting it into a way that these homeowners can understand they get it and they realize the data that's in front of them as well. So yeah, yeah, man, those are a couple of the big things that kind of we've been leaning into and our contractors have been saying, Hey, can you help me better understand this more? And we're lucky enough to have the capability and the team to be able to do it. Yeah. I'm also thinking too, JP, that forecasting, you know, just based on seasons, if you had that, had something to look back on and say, okay, normally this season, you know, the year we're, we're focused more on this type of equipment, especially in the day and age where equipment is, uh, is the shortage is real. Right. And parts, the shortage is real. You can actually order some stuff and get stuff in and preparation for that season. That's coming up. Completely. And that's a last thing I'll say, as, as you've probably noticed, I can talk for a while. We do <laughs> what's called natural language processing. So think about closed caption on a TV, right? They're saying it, we're dictating it. We do that in our videos. So we actually surface this to the customers as well and say, hey, when your technician is working on a carrier, they're saying fan more than they're saying this or saying this. So we're actually have the ability to listen and extract industry specific keywords. And then we can surface that back to the contractor and say, hey, when you're working on train, here's the top five things you mentioned and top five components. When you're working on carrier, when you're working on Goodman, when you're working on Aon, here's what your team is saying. So to your point about being able to prepare for the season, yeah. imagine if I told you, hey, for these three brands, here's what your technician said most often last year. Make sure you train them up on these things and make sure you cover how to diagnose these particular things. That's good. That is great. Well, JP and, um, you know, audience is probably wondering what's the next step if they want to check out more about what XOI Technologies app offers. Um, go ahead and just give them a good good place to go where they can discover that. Yeah, yeah. I just go to XOI.io. That's our website. We have a, you know, there's a call to action on there. There's also, I'd recommend going here. You can hit the resource page on our website. You know, it'll yeah. be there along the, along the top. It is a... Uh, is a very valuable thing where you can see use cases and white papers, both we live in both the commercial and residential space. So, I mean, if you're a residential business, you can go there and kind of sift through that and say, oh, well, let me see how they're using it. And you can do the same on commercial, but I, I would definitely head there, check it out and kind of dig into the pieces that you want. Most people look at the front part of the website and say, Oh, what does it do? That's not where the gold is. Go to the resource page and kind of dig into the use cases okay. because I can tell you this, as many plans and rooms as I've been on the last you know, nine years, everybody is unique, but the problems are, are the same. Mm. And so as you think about that kind of, kind of, oh, I'm having this within my business, you may be able to read about something that somebody's using this tool to be able to kind of at least 
help alleviate or turn it from a pain to a gain. Good deal. Well, JP, thank you for coming on the podcast today. It's been been fun to to talk about this and learn more about XOI. Oh, man, thank you so much for having me. And I, I very much appreciate what you do, man. It's awesome what you're doing here. Thank you. Well, for the Bill for the Trades audience, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and share this with a friend. And also, just take a minute to leave a review. Our, our plan is to grow this organically. I think I said it three times today, at least. So, uh, and we do that through interviewing amazing guests like JP and just helping you move your company forward, move your leadership forward. So uh, thank you all for listening, JP. Thank you for coming on the show yes, and have a great day. Thank you guys.